Women Taking the Lead, Episode 208. Knowing your worth and never letting anyone else's insecurities about themselves uh, dull your sparkle. Because there are so many negative Nancys out there that want you to fail because they're too scared to be outshined. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Have you grabbed your copy of my best-selling book, Accomplished, How to Go from Dreaming to Doing? Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash accomplished to access the secrets to achievement and success. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Your website tells a story about your business. At Zebra Love Web Solutions, Millie and her team are going to make sure your website tells the story you want your customers to hear. Connect with Millie at ZebraLoveWebSolutions.com to create the impression you want to make. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Jen Hecht, who has an extensive background in both sales and marketing since graduating from Coastal Carolina University. This experience was crucial in creating the Dating Advisory Board. Jen envisioned bringing business principles that she has learned over the years and apply those strategies in the dating world. Jen has always leaned on her advisory boards in business, and now bringing that mindset into the dating world, the Dating Advisory Board takes real-world business practices and discusses how those principles can be crafted into a dating strategy. Jen, I'm so excited to be talking with you today. Oh, too. Thank you so much, Jody, for having me on the show. I'm going to love it. Yes. So that's the 10,000 foot version of who Jen is yeah. in the world. So tell us a little bit more about you and your own humble beginnings. Sure. Well, I mean, I should just have you go everywhere with me and introduce me because that was amazing. <laughs> First of all, I loved it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I you know, give you a little background on like where I came from, where I grew up. I mean, I am located in Washington, D.C. right now, and I actually grew up in the Midwest. I grew up in Michigan and right outside of Ann Arbor. And my dad, my parents are divorced, and my dad raised me uh, since I was a little girl. And he knew at age, a very young age, type A, let's put her in some sort of sports to get that energy out, right? And so my dad got me into tennis. So I started really enjoying tennis, and my dad ended up um, talking about sacrificing his own career. Uh, he actually switched jobs to be able to take me to tennis practice every day, and which is amazing. I'm so grateful for him. He's my idol. And um, so what happened was, is I was, he was really trying to focus my energy, and I ended up playing you know, through high school, I was, you know, on the papers, I ended up getting a full scholarship to play number one for Coastal Carolina University. I was 24th in the country. And, but my whole point is that didn't come without major sacrifice and working hard. And I was a trainer at 13 years old. And I always love to tell the story. Uh, there was a boy that came in because we used to play and it would be co-ed. So you would have, you know, three, four hour tennis, you know, days, um, even during the week. And on the weekends, it was five, five to six hours uh, outside of doing any sort of um, uh, training with my trainer. And uh, I was playing with this guy. This, he has a wooden rackets. And uh, he uh, come out and I'm like, oh, okay, this should, you know, this is going to be pretty easy. He's got these old wooden rackets, right? So never let, <laughs> never underestimate anything, your opponent, business, anything. He ended up 
crushing me. I mean, it took him like 30 minutes and I was devastated. I thought, oh, and my dad said, Jen, this is a really good learning experience. He said, but you have two choices. Because I said, I don't want to play tennis anymore. I don't want to play. I don't want to play. Well, I had two choices. I could, one, work harder and get more focused or two, I could quit. And I'm so glad I didn't quit because it was a very interesting level. And so I worked harder and I knew, yes, the boys are going to be faster in certain things. But if I become the best version of myself, and this is me at 12 years old having this kind of mindset, right? That if I could work harder and faster and, and, and try to outrun them and do my very best and put 100% in every single practice, every single tournament, everything. And, and that's where visualization and I think mental toughness has given me an advantage in the business world today was by having that sports, by, by having um, an outlet like that and something that I could really focus on. And so I ended up playing the, that same boy again, um, maybe, you know, a year later or something like that, maybe a year and a half later. And I, I beat him and he was, he was hysterically crying and he said, Oh, I was beat by a girl. First of all, I don't like that statement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and I'm very outspoken. So I kind of came back with something witty and I said something like, no, you just got beat because I worked harder than you did. Right. You should have put in the hours. You should have put in the sacrifice. So that was a huge, uh, huge learning experience, you know, from, you know, knowing that I had, I knew I was really good at something. And if I really just focused my energy, that would help me in other areas going forward. And that's what my dad said. He's like, this, you know, the sports will open up a lot of doors for you. You just got to focus. I know you don't, you want to go out and hang out with your friends. So go to this party, but down the line, it's not going to matter. You know, you're going to, you're going to achieve your dreams if you keep on point. That's amazing, Jen. Thank you for sharing that because there are, you know, playing sports, there are so many life lessons and life skills you can get from that. And I love how you talked about that. I'm constantly talking about transitional skills. Like, you know, every, you know, everyone feels like they have to be like, you know, in their career at a very young age, so much pressure being put on kids to be in this, you know, you got to figure out what you're going to do for the rest of your life and do it as soon as possible. When the reality is, is, follow your interests. Do, you know, you know, if you're in, in an area of interest, work hard, you know, excel there. Skills are transferable and you never know like how, what you're doing right now is going to contribute to the next step and the next step and the next step. There's always the next step. And I, that's what I really took from your story about how, yeah, it was tennis, but oh my goodness, you're still going back to those lessons you've learned when you were a young girl. Yeah, and it's helped me become successful today from it. And I still use those those lessons a lot that my dad talked about and instilling. I learned from coaches, and I want to stress how important it is to have coaches in your life. And it, yeah, I have coaches. I'm you know 39 years old. I've got coaches, right? <laughs> I mean, not in tennis anymore, but I got that on point. But <laughs> right, right. But there's always something else to learn, and you might as well learn from people who know what they're talking about. Exactly. Exactly. Love that, Jen. So clearly you, I mean, always more to learn, but you're in a place where you're, you're kind of feeling it. You've got your groove going, you're feeling confident, you're making big strides and changes in the world. But I would, I always love to have my guests start off with the low of the low, right? And yeah. you, you did a little bit of that in, in your introductory story that let, let us kind of know, like, this is Jen. All right. She, you yeah. can't, you can't keep her down for too long. So share with us another story. And it's, of a playing small moment. And I take that term from the Marianne Williamson quote, where she says, your playing small will not serve the world. And she talks about how you have to let your own light shine. And by doing so, you let others shine. But there are times in our lives where the inner critic 
right? Gets the better of us and tells us to hold back and play small. And who do you think you are? And you're not good enough. And then we realize later after we get the inner critic to shut up and we've proven it wrong that we're like, oh, why did I doubt myself in that, that moment? So if you could share with us the story of one of your playing small moments and the lessons you've learned from it. Yeah, this is actually, this is a great question. And I, I love this because I know that I had undervalued myself, not knowing my self-worth at a younger age, right? And I would let the other negative self-talk get into my psyche. I would have, you know, friends, family members. I mean, not really. I mean, they weren't trying to be mean about it, but they were just trying to sway me into different careers. Like, for example, they said, well, you should be in real estate. I said, well, that's not that's not what I'm good at. I mean, I'm in sales. Okay, I get it. But I don't want, it's not something I'm, I'm passionate about. It's not something I want to do, right? And I'll, I always tell the story. When I graduated at college, I was at Coastal Carolina. I didn't know what I was going to do. I could go back to Michigan. Didn't want to deal with the winter. <laughs> but, um, and, or my aunt and uncle live in DC and my uncle is vice president of a telecommunications company at the time. He's like, why don't you come up here and, you know, we'll kind of get you set up. And I, you could teach tennis at a country club. And I said, okay, the country club that they belong to just to kind of get, you know, you out there and then just look for jobs. And so I said, what I really want to go out to California they said, well, you don't really have a lot of connections out there, um, but, you know, just start here and then you can go, um, you know, get your base on, on, which is, you know, great advice. Um, but when I got in here, I thought, oh, I'm in telecommunications. And but is that my passion? Is that what I want to do? Was I good at it? Yes. <laughs> and still am today. But I'm just saying it was um, but it wasn't I thought to myself, well, how am I going to get back to going out to California and really getting into more like music industry or more into writing? And how is that going to serve me by moving to D.C.? And I didn't really know, but I just trusted my gut. And I said, all right, let's do that. Well, and then I thought to myself, Everyone says, oh, I want to have this now. Like, I want to do this. Yes, and it does work out for some people, you know, right off the bat. But think about it. You know, I always say, like, everything has a point, right? Like, you got to have, like, one little point here on, like, spider web, right? You're going to have one layer, one layer, one layer, and you're eventually – because it's all going to kind of come full circle. And it has. I mean, if I wasn't in the telecommunications industry, I wouldn't met the people that I've met today. I wouldn't have met the mentors I have today. I wouldn't be able to create the dating advisory board if I didn't go through that. Right. So everything is a life lesson. Everything can take you where you want to be as long as you don't defer and give up. I mean, that's the one thing I'm like, I'll never go up, give up. Like, I'll just like burn the boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, I just, that's kind of my mentality. Like, I'm just I'm in it to win it. So but I would say that would probably be one of a life lesson for me. Um, just saying, OK, I know I wanted to do that. But at that point in time, I was not ready. Mm-hmm. And I love how you came back to, you know, every you know, it's all transferable. It's all good stuff you do. I love how you describe that, the starting point of the web that goes, that just builds out. Yeah. And the, and I'm also a believer that, you know, whatever you're doing right now, you know, even though you're not sure where the next step is going to lead you, if you give a hundred percent to what you're doing now, the next step will reveal itself. And it sounds like it did that for you, Jen. That's exactly what I did. I mean, I wouldn't have created my advisory boards if it wasn't for an uh, amazing community that I uh, belong to called Cadre here in D.C. And meeting just unbelievable professionals and, and become best friends with some of, some of my closest girlfriends um, and that are on my board are from that group. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the lesson I'm also getting from this, and I've seen this happen out in the world, and you've probably seen it too, and your heart just breaks because you know better. The people who just resist 
what is going on in their life right now. Like they're, they're just focused on what's not working, where they are not, you know, how they'd rather be doing something else. And by doing that, they disengage from reality because their, their dream life of where they want to be. Well, that's not here yet. That's the future. And they become completely disconnected from the moment. And so they miss out on really great opportunities that are all around them because they're checked out. Yep. They're checked out. And you know what I do that I think is, I, I learned this and a lot of my friends do too. I whiteboard it. I have a huge whiteboard. I know, okay, here's my end result. How am I going to get there? What are the steps that I need to take to make this happen? Even if they're small little ones, because if you put too much, say, okay, I want to, you know, take over the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, okay, well, that you have to have a plan. You have to have a strategy, just like in business. Like you have to have how, what are the steps that I need to do to get there? Right. And, and look for other mentors or other people that, that have gotten to that point and, and, and inquire to them. How did you get there? And, and research and, and that still can tell you a lot of give you ideas where to start. Perfect. Now, Jen, I would love to hear of a time in your life when you had an aha moment or a wake up call or a light yeah. bulb went off, you know, that moment of inspiration where you're like, this is what I need to do. So if you could share with us the, you know, what, what led up to it, to that moment where you were ready to take action and then the steps you took that led to your success. Sure. So this is, I mean, this happened, um, and I was looking into the mirror one day, and I saw the ghost of the person who I once was, right? I was empty. It was, you know, didn't, there was no light. The fire was diminished. And I thought to myself, how do I get her back? You know, if I look back, and when I was, you know, in my 20s, like, who was I surrounding myself with? Well, I was, you know, out there, vibrant, you know, just I, I knew where I wanted to go. And I just got to that point where, you know, I let the outside influences affect me personally and, and uh, professionally. And so I said, no, absolutely not. Like getting you back on track, going back to the people who I surrounded myself at that point in time where things were going. I mean, I was still friends, with, but I mean, getting highly focused on how can I be the best version of myself? And that's how I created the dating advisory board, right? Because when I got back into the dating world after many, many moons, I had no idea what I was doing. I knew how to create a strategy in business, but how could I do the same in, in, in dating? So, but I thought to myself, okay, before you even go down a road of trying to create a dating strategy, you need to be the best version of yourself first. Because if you are not 100% the best version of yourself, how can you possibly give everything in a relationship? Because if you can come out out of the gate and be like, here I am. This is me. Here are my non-negotiables. What I look for in a partner, just like in business, what are your core values and who are you targeting as a market? <laughs> right. And I knew I had to do some self-reflection. I had to go back. I, you know, with my health and my fitness, I hired coaches, especially, uh, health, health coaches and, you know, talking to them and being around inspiring people. That was the key. I mean, listening to inspiring, um, some of my friends do a ton of insp- inspirational talks and, and um, they'll go on Facebook Live, you know, finding out how you could just be the best version. If, how you start your day matters. So you start, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be the best version. I'm going to give back and give back uh, to people and, um, and build your advisory boards with positive people. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really, that's really how we, you know, that's my game changer really. Yeah. And you know, Jen, what, what's really coming to me from what you're saying is, and you and I both know this is true, rarely do we make sweeping changes when life is okay? Right. Right. It's in that moment of like, 
the, when we're at our lowest that we, we suddenly look at ourselves in the mirror and go, who the hell is that woman? Staring back. I don't know her. I need to get back to who I am that all of a sudden you're like revamp everything. Everything is going to get switched around. And that's when we put a lot of energy into having the life we want. I was talking with a friend recently about this where, you know, like we all hate the dips in life, right? Mm -hmm. But that's when we make radical changes that help us get back on track to the life we want to live. Like the life we... It's even beyond the life we want to live, like like the life we wouldn't have considered if everything was going just okay. Right. I mean, think about it. You you break a glass, right? You can't put it back together. And why would you want to? (laughs) Right? Is this your old life? Like, why would you want to do that? You just got to grow and and, um, just be positive. I mean, that's the thing. I think positivity changes the game. Mm Mm-hmm. Because if you we have so much self negative talk in our heads, oh well, man, this has got me down. I'm dealing with this issue, and you know it's really weighing me down. I'm super stressed. Well, worrying about it isn't going to do anything. I mean, it's just it's going to make it even worse. But you say, okay, I'm going to turn this around, right? Like in tennis, okay, I could be down six love. True story was down almost to lose the match, almost like the Super Bowl last night, <laughs> right? And I said, no, I'm not going to let this happen. And I won. And I, you know, at least for me, like, you know, small little changes. You don't want to go big out the gate. You want to do small incremental changes and that you, you can build upon. Mm-hmm. I love the analogy of the broken glass. Why would you want to put that back together? And that's such a great point. Like, I don't want to go back to the old mindset right? Because that mindset got me here. I want a new, I want a new mindset that will get me beyond here. Perfect. Love it. (laughs) I know. I love that. And Jen, um, this is so apropos because a, a big thing that I often talk about is like, let's not get ourselves into the trap of thinking that there's one leadership style, right? We can't go to a course and, and they're like, this is what a leader looks like. And this right. is what you should do. And that's where I find a lot of people get themselves in trouble where they, they realize that they either think they're not good leaders or they're recognizing something's not working or they actually, I've seen some people get themselves to the point of burnout because they oh, were yeah. trying to adapt somebody else's leadership style that didn't work for them because their personalities were different and their their strengths were different. So Jen, tell us about your leadership style. How would you describe it? Well, you know, it's interesting you said that. I mean, I play to my strengths, right? Like I know what my weaknesses are and I defer that to someone else for help. <laughs> I'm very clear on that. And, you know, knowing who you are as a person and how you lead, do you, where do you lead with the intention? How are you giving back? How are you thanking other people for all their help? Um, I mean, you know, look, you hear those leaders that, you know, certain, you know, owners of company or CEOs that are just negative and they take all the credit. They don't give any credit to anybody else. They'll say, well, well, I helped you with that. And well, no, you didn't. It's mine. It's my company. It's me now. You know, I mean, but that's that company can never really grow with a leader like that. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're not delegating where where your weaknesses are and build upon that team. Um, I mean, I think for me, I mean, you know, being a listener, being an active listener is key. Mm-hmm. to any success because if you're not listening to your employees and it's very key that your employees also build their personal brand um, because if they're not building their brand and if they're happy and content I mean they're going to stay if they're not and you're kind of like pushing them down they're just going to find another job somewhere mm-hmm. you know what I love about what you just said there Jen because 
I had an experience in my life where I heard um, a leader in one of the corporate jobs that I had, and he was giving advice to some up and coming other managers and leaders. And he was saying how you should always be doing this and you should be delegating this stuff. And it was only years later when I looked back in retrospect. And I think that's why this, this question is so important to me that I realized he was talking about his strengths. Right. And that advice was only good for people who had similar strengths as he. And I saw a lot of people struggling after that because they were doing work that didn't play to their strengths. It's almost like I, and particularly one person comes to mind where they should have done the exact opposite, you know? Right. And so that's why this question is so important to me. And it's really important, you know, for everyone, you really talked about your strengths and knowing your strengths. It's really important for everyone to get to know and understand and, and see what it looks like out in the world, what your strengths are and what other people's strengths are so that you can be also be collaborating Correct. with the right people who can balance you out, whether it's a team member or a collaborator, what have you. So important. Know thyself. <laughs> know thyself is collaboration, not competition. One of my uh, best friends, Molly, always says that. And it's so true, especially if you're building a, pro a project team or you're working on something. I mean, you can't compete against each other, especially when you, there's a common goal, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> so, yeah, so odd when that happens. And yeah. Jen, actually, great segue. I'm curious about one thing that you're working on right now that you are super excited about and want to share with us. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, I have a new website design that's coming out in the next couple weeks uh, for the Dating Advisory Board. Uh, we're actually going to launch, uh, we have a Facebook page called Let's Get It Together Sisters. And it's about empowering each other, right? Building the right advisory boards, because if we can be the best versions of ourselves, I mean, we're basically unstoppable, in my opinion, right? <laughs> and personally and professionally. So bringing together women, especially think about if women are getting out of relationships, I mean, if even if or divorce or out of just long-term relationships, they may not be the best versions of themselves, maybe insecure, not really understanding. Some may have lost friends in the split. And so by helping them professionally, that's not only helping them professionally, but it's also helping them personally. So, and I'm putting together some groups and uh, doing some coaching as well. So that will be all on the new site here soon. And, um, and the other thing I'm really excited about is my WLVS radio live show. Um, it's every Wednesday, 6 to 7. And it's just listenvisionlive.com. So it's, it's you literally just, you don't need an app or anything. You just go click on the link from your phone or on the computer and it's live in all 50 states and 135 countries. Awesome. And I'm going to be sure to get those links from you before we end this call. So be ready yeah. for that. Awesome. And on the flip side of things, Jen, what would you say is the biggest leadership or business challenge that you're having right now? Okay, so patience is not one of my strengths. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> we delegate that. We, we delegate, delegate patience right. to other people. <laughs> right. I know. And it's, you know, it's hard for me because I am a type A personality. Like I have lists, like I have my wall boards, I have this. But, you know, I have to learn that I'm not going to get all 30 of the things done and don't let it, you know, dishearten me <laughs> to mm -hmm. say the least. But, you know, even if I get five, five things checked off, like at least I got five things done that I didn't get done yesterday, right? So start with the small things, but being patient, you know, knowing, okay, I know this is taking a little bit of time to get, you know, things out there and to get the dab, you know, out in the world. So 
that's probably my biggest challenge is having patience, doing things as fast as I can. Okay. Well, this is, this is a great segue to the quick leadership roundup because my next question to, to you was going to be, what's a practice that you have that helps to make you a better leader? I would say involving, helping my friends, you know, they're on the board um, or, or clients um, and helping them saying, hey, what are you looking for? Where do you need help with? And and it's interesting when you say that, and it's a genuine place, I mean, because I want to help them because I want them to do better, but they actually, they'll turn around and say, oh, well, I have this, this I've kind of um I always want to connect people. Like I've always been big into networking and just learning. I'd love to hear people's stories. I mean, that's probably why I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just love listening to it. So that would probably, you know, be is just try- trying to help others be the best versions of themselves possible. And what advice would you give your younger self? Oh, man, if I could go back, I'd have a strict conversation with her. <laughs> Look her in the <laughs> eyes and say, sister, because I'm about to get real. No, um, I would say knowing your worth and never letting anyone else's insecurities about themselves uh, dull your sparkle. Because there are so many negative Nancys out there that want you to fail because they're too scared to be outshined. I mean, nothing against real Nancys. I'm just, you know, <laughs> just saying, but... Yeah, no, I totally get that, Jen. I just, I normally don't add during this part, but I see this, um, in women being susceptible to this because we're brought up to get along with everybody, to look for the good and, you know, to, to kind of bend and, and weave based on the people around us. But there are some people you don't want to be bending and weaving for. No. And, and, no. and we're not really taught at, I'm sure there are some women out there who are able to pass on this learning, but overall across the board, I, I don't see a lot of it where we're teaching women how to distinguish between, you know, someone who's in a down point that, you know, your help could help get them through and somebody who actually probably needs some therapy and nothing you do mm-hmm. for them is going to help. Right. No, it's true. So- yeah. I mean, it's true. I mean, like, look who you surround you. Like you said earlier, look who you surround yourself with. It's so important. You know, I mean, I had to look at my inner circle um, when I was going through the mirror issue. <laughs> and so I had to, you know, uh, just be careful who, who you invest your time with. I'll just leave it at that. Leave it at that. <laughs> awesome. And Jen, share with us a success quote or mantra and why it has meaning for you. Oh, my quote, let's get it together, sisters, because if we like if we can be the best version of ourselves, both personally and professionally, I mean, that's attractive to other people. Right. I mean, if you you're confident and you just feel good about yourself, no matter what the situation is, but just always look on the positive outcome and, and look towards your advisory boards and, and, and build it to succeed. Love it. And lastly, Jen, what is the best way for this community to connect with you? Sure. So um, my website, thedatingadvisoryboard.com. Um, I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook at the Dating Advisory Board. And then don't forget to sign up uh, to join Let's Get It Together Sisters on Facebook and Instagram. I'm at the Dating Advisory, Twitter and Snapchat, Jen Hecht one the number one. Awesome. And for those of you listening, you know you can find all the links and resources that Jen shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com. And Jen, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Oh, thank you so much, Jody. I really appreciate it. I love it. Thank you so much. All right, ladies, I'm going to talk straight because I know you ambitious, high-achieving, entrepreneurial women appreciate that. I know some of you are struggling and you find yourself saying, I know what to do to achieve my goal. I'm just not doing it. 
and you're struggling with having the time, energy, or willpower to move forward in your business or career. You may even be thinking you've developed adult ADD. I can help you with that, and you'll soon be surprised by how much you are able to get accomplished. No more going it alone, suffering silently while another year goes by. Send me an email at Jodi, J-O-D-I, at womentakingthelead.com, and let's get the conversation started. Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson, so here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.